0: the All That I Am podcast. I am your host and founder, Lady Vivian Jacobs, and this is season three, episode one of the All That I Am podcast. Tonight, tonight, tonight is entitled Damaged Goods. And I am so excited to share what the Lord has impressed upon my heart to share with you ladies on tonight. We have so much in store for you during this new season. And I want to say this real quick. If you haven't already, I want you to take a moment right now to subscribe to us, subscribe to our podcast on the various outlets. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify and we are on iHeart. Radio. And so if you're here and you want to listen to this again, or maybe you just catch the beginning part and you have something to do, you can go back on one of those outlets and you can listen to us. And then do me a favor, give us a review. You can replay it at any time. So do me a favor and do that when you have time or you can do it now. But thank you, thank you, thank you to those that have been listening. Even while we have been taking a break, we are back on time tonight and we are back with a bang and so thank you to everybody uh, that has been listening and I see a lot of new faces in here on tonight. So how's everybody doing? How's your week been going? We like dialogue in this podcast and so just begin to type it in the comment section. We made it to Friday and most of you that know me know that Friday is my favorite day of the week because I work five five days a week. And so to get to Friday, you know that you have a break coming up. And so I'm excited about today. I am excited about what we are going to share. I want you all to begin to drop in the comment section. Where are you listening from? If this is your first time, put that in the comment section as well. Let me know if it's your first time, and then let me know where you are listening from. What city and state are you listening from? Come on, come on, and put it in the comment section. Listening from Alciv, from Gary. Yes, where are you listening from? From Indianapolis, Bowling Brook, Illinois. Where are you all listening from? Thank you. Wherever you're listening from, Captain. Somebody say California listening from san diego california right now first timer welcome destiny welcome to the all that i am podcast and so without any further ado i'm gonna go ahead and get started because i don't want to belabor the time i like to be conscious of everybody's time because I wanna give you everything uh, that God has given me to share and also uh, our guests for tonight. And so we do a little something different on the All That I Am podcast. So I hope you have your blankets, your coffee, your tea, your notebooks as we share these nuggets of wisdom on tonight. Now this part is going to be a lot of dialogue. I want you to put in the comment section. This is segment is entitled, Let's Just Be Honest. And this is a segment where we discuss something hot and trending, trending topic just to see everyone's perspective and then I give my real and my raw perspective and then we'll go right into our podcast topic is that all right this will only last about five minutes and so what I want to discuss on tonight um for year 2021 America is ranked 27 for the best countries for women did you all know that America is ranked 27? for the best countries for women. It is derived from social inclusion and the work field. It used to be ranked at seven. America simultaneously have more educated women than men. This is said to be associated with why women are getting married less. We have more educated women than men, right? And they're saying that there is some correlation to that as why women are getting married less. Ladies, I need y'all to help me out. Drop it in the comment section, why? Why, I don't know what my audience is tonight. I don't know how many of you all are married, how many of you all are single. Even those that are married, you can speak from when you were single, from that perspective. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that more women are, are not married than women that are married now in this day and age? Toxicity became normal. Yes, I can see that makes sense. What are you all thinking? Why, for some of the single women, what would you say is the reason that you are mar- are not married, or those that are married, why did it take the time that it took for you to get married? Why would you? These men are trash. Trust issues, liars. <laughs> Toxic. Yes, I said that one. Yep, these men are trash. Trust issues, like okay, all right. So I want to give you all my perspective and kind of the research that I was looking at what it said. And so the reason um, that, that they're saying society is saying that women um, are, there are more single women and less women getting married now, hence more women are more educated than men. It's like vastly outnumbering the men. It says that men have become intimidated. Yes, they cannot handle it. Okay. Yes. Y'all know it'd be real. Most of y'all that know me. Y'all know I'm going to be real. And so it says some men are intimidated by this and they are threatened by a woman's success. Can y'all believe that? Do you all agree with that? Do you? But let me just say this. I can see that but I can see the flip side of it as well, because we live in a boss era, right? Everybody is a boss. Can we all agree with that? That's all we see on social media. And I'm okay with that. That's okay. You know, just make sure you're a boss because God has called you to be a boss in that season. And you're not doing it because somebody else is doing, but that's a whole nother subject for another time. But we are living in the boss era where every woman is a boss. And the problem is, is when the woman gets home, she doesn't know how to take the boss hat off okay it's nothing wrong with being you know taking care of your business you know being an independent woman while you're single but once you meet that man and you all are on the lines of getting married or once you all get married some married women have a problem with this when they used to being independent all of their lives and taking care of everything you have to know how to take the boss hat off at home because you are not your husband's boss I don't care what you do at your job because I'm a boss at my job, you know, and sometimes it's quite natural when you get home to kind of flow in that same vein, you know, but I have to consciously take that boss hat off and allow my husband to be the leader. Allow him to be the head of the house. Allow him to be the priest of the home. Call me old-fashioned, but I still believe in gender roles. All right, I'm not going to spend a whole lot on that because I know it's probably a lot of controversy surrounding that, but I still believe in that to a certain extent. And so I think that's a part of the reason. I think that, yes, some men are intimidated, but I also think that some women are so used to being the boss that when they get home, you know, they, they are trying to boss their men around And they're trying to wear that same head at home. And you have to be able to take that off when you get home. Okay, because Bishop Jacobs is not about to allow me to come and be the head. I don't even want the responsibility of being the head of this home, of leading this home. I don't even want that. I want to support my husband in doing that and push him in doing that. And so that's my take on that. You know, I think, of course, a whole lot goes into that. But we have to remember to be women. We have to remember that the Bible says we are the weaker vessel and it's not in a sense of inferiority. It's not at all, you know, but the Bible says that for a reason, the man is to be the head of the household. He is to be the leader, you know, of the house. And so um, a lot of times we can, we can put a man in a place where we threaten their masculinity because we want to be the boss everywhere we go and it's hard it's hard when you're used to being that independent woman it's hard but it takes intentional steps right Of putting that down so that you can allow the man that either you're married to or the one that you're dating and you're serious about to allow him to feel and know that he's the man (laughs) right okay that's all i wanted to say as it relates to that um I thank you all for your comments, but we just have to be, you know, cognizant of certain things as it relates to that. And I'm not saying that's the only reason, of course, that women, you know, are single or it's more women not getting married now. But that is that is a part of it. And that's just my take on that. Um, So we're going to jump right into our podcast. And so I'm excited about tonight because I'm all about helping women to thrive in their purpose, right? To thrive in their assignment, to birth purpose, to help women to know that they are unstoppable, right? If you have something in your mind and this is what you want to do, and you know this is what God called you to do, you are unstoppable when you remain focused and you know who you are and you know who's you are, right? And so some women can't fully function in their assignment and their purpose because they've been damaged. They've been damaged and either we haven't dealt with it or we're ignoring it or we've gotten so used to kind of suppressing it and acting as if it's not there, right? Some of you have discounted What God has placed down on the inside of you based upon what you've gone through in your present situation, based upon what you've gone through in your life, you've gone through something, you know, that has caused you to be damaged or something that has caused you to be broken and you have discounted or forgotten about the goods that God has placed down on the inside of you. Whether it be in marriage, in friendship, maybe you were damaged in in, in those areas, relationships in general, whatever the case may be, we all have been damaged in some way, whether we want to admit it or not. Whether we want to admit it or not, we all have been damaged in some way. And not all of us have gotten our healing, or not all of us are walking in our healing the way that we need to, so that we can function fully and completely in our purpose, right? And so, God has given me the burden to help women to walk fully in their purpose and to be unstoppable. But in order to do that, we've got to first recognize that we've been damaged. So The objective of this series is to first recognize that you've been damaged and where have you been damaged, and then to help you take the practical steps to heal and to move from that place so that you can thrive in your purpose and also so that you can have meaningful relationships some of us have been damaged so much in relationships to where we can't even have meaningful relationships the way that we need to. Because God has not created us to be on an island all by ourselves, right? He's created us so that we can convene. We can be with people, right? We, I mean, it, it's a good thing. To, one is better than two. You know, so God has not created us to be uh, in a silo. And so many of us have gone through some hurt in relationships and we've been damaged in relationships, whether it be our family, whether it be marriage, whether it be a friendship, you know, a mother-daughter relationship, whatever the relationship is, and it's caused us to be damaged, right? Right. And we can't fully function, you know, in our purpose and our assignment because we have not dealt with the damage. And so God has given me, you know, to deal with that on all the various aspects uh, concerning the damage, you know, and how do we get to this place and how do we move from this place? Right. And so damage, the definition of damage, I do have my guest. I'm going to introduce her in one second, but I want to give you this definition of damage. It says to inflict physical, inflict physical harm on something so as to impair its value, right? Is to inflict harm on something so as to impair its value or its usefulness or its normal function. Products that are broken, imperfect, that's all of us. Disfigured, spoil the attractiveness of. To impair or to weaken or damage something. That's the definition of damage. I want you to begin to think about that. We all, even as I said, have been damaged to some extent in some area of our life. And if you know anything about damaged goods, no one wants to pay full price for damaged goods. Go to the grocery store. Think about it. They have a cart, in some, a cart sometimes of damaged goods, of damaged fruit, or canned goods, or whatever it is, and it's all banged up, and, and it doesn't look that good on the outside, right? But it doesn't change what's on the inside. The fruit on the inside is still good, even though the outside may have been damaged, And so the enemy would seek to cause us to focus on our brokenness or our damaged areas to keep us from fulfilling our purpose, to keep us from thriving in our purpose. Or like I said, we ignore it and we we never really deal with it the way that we uh, need to, right? And so we go through things, we experience life and life has the ability to cause us to be damaged. Maybe you've suffered from betrayal in a marriage in a friendship in family relationship, whatever the case may be, and it's caused you to be damaged. It's important to know that even though you've been damaged, God still has a plan for your life. God still has a plan for your life even though you have been damaged. And sometimes even as I said, we can be damaged and not even know it and we wonder why we keep attracting the same crowd or we keep going through the same unproductive cycles. Now this leads me to introducing my speaker because we're going to have a conversation on tonight um, and we really want to help you on tonight so whatever questions you have, you can drop it in the uh, chat section, but I have my sister here on tonight I have lady Taylor Hamstra, and we are just going to go by first names on tonight. Yes. And so I want to introduce her. I want her to come in right now to come into the room. And Taylor, I want you to just go ahead and introduce yourself, kind of tell the women about who you are, um, what you have going on, and then we'll jump right into um, our discussion. We'll continue.
1: You there. Hi. Hey, Lady Lady V. I was going to call you Lady V. Hey, Vivian. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be here. I'm super excited. Hey, I just Figured when you were talking that you don't even need me because you were already preaching. No. So I just uh, may... no. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Just <laughs> need you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, briefly about me. So, um, yes, like um, Vivian said, my name is Taylor, and um, I have a couple roles in my life. Number one being the wife to whom I find the sexiest man on the planet, uh, Sam. We have been married for 17 years, uh, together for 20, and I just don't know how I've gotten this old so fast. Uh, that's perplexing to me, but it's all good. I'm super grateful for him in our marriage. Um, I am a mother to one uh, handsome little guy, Daniel. He's eight years old, um, and I say only say this to say that I'm uh, I I'm, I advocate for foster care. So I we actually adopted him out of the foster care system, and um, I'm, I'm I'm proud of his adoption. I'm proud of who he is and who he's become, and always went through. And I say I adopt him because I uh, I love foster care. I like I said I advocate for it. So just a quick blurb if anybody ever wants to be a foster parent, please. Come contact me because I'd love to take you along the way. Um, and so also, and uh, the other hat I wear is I am a co-pastor with my husband, Sam, uh, and our church is called Anthem Church. And we are in the lovely city of Hammond, Indiana, down the street from, from Vivian and Bishop Brandon as well. And so those are kind of the things that I, uh, I do right now.
0: Yes, I love it Taylor. I'm so excited to have you. We love you and your husband and your church and your beautiful son. We're so excited to have you on tonight and so we'll start jump right into the conversation. I want you to just kind of talk to us about damaged goods. Can you think about a time that maybe you were damaged and maybe you didn't realize it? Um, and, and how did you deal with that? What did that look like to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think first I want to preface that, you know, we all are damaged one way or another because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? Um, but I'm just going to want to encourage you ladies today, tonight, that God specializes in using damage good for his glory. And so I'm super grateful for that. Um, but one time I was thinking about it, there's been a lot of times I feel like with like, you know, ups and downs and different roller coaster emotions that we go through through life. Um, But I couldn't help but think that I had to start from the beginning, uh, from the first time that I was really damaged. And for me, it was a time when two people that I'm extremely close with um, became alcoholics. And that really affected my life in many ways. Um, I didn't recognize the damage very much, just because I kind of felt like, oh, this is just who I am. This is just who I'm becoming. But the damage really caused a lot of anger in me, a lot of bitterness, uh, a lot of insecurity, um, some major trust issues, and so that was a really difficult time in my life to have to walk through because I didn't realize who I was and who I was becoming, um, mm-hmm. and so my identity was really lost in those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is so true though because I too kind of have a similar story um, with someone that was very close to me and suffering um, with uh, substance abuse, um, and. I didn't realize the damage that it it had caused me. I really didn't Um, until I had to take a step back until I had to see myself where I was in an unproductive cycle that it just seemed like it would continue. We get out of one and I would get into another. And introspection is is so amazing. It's so necessary uh, to becoming better in every way. I had to take a step back and I had to look within myself to see what? what is it what is it something that i'm doing is it something that i've experienced you know what is it that's causing me to continue to experience the same unproductive cycle you know so i had to step back and and take a look at that to see why and i could think of a specific um thing uh that that damaged me Um, And outside of what I just mentioned, but and I've shared this testimony before, um, but it was something that I did It was something that I did. It was something that I knew was wrong, um, but I still did it. Uh, I had an abortion um, and I was in the church and I knew that it was wrong. I knew that it was not something I can't sit here and say that I did not know because I did, you know, and it caused me to be damaged for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Like I really had to deal with that thing. I really had to go to God in prayer and to ask him to, because it was beginning to limit me and uh, how I functioned in my purpose, because then I began to deal with self-condemnation mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But I also, one of the things that I really had to remember was the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I had to forgive myself, you know, and even with the example that you gave, I'm sure that there was a portion, can you just talk a little bit about that? You don't have to go into detail with the whole forgiveness portion, that even though you may have been damaged by that person, how did that work, you know, with the forgiveness so that you could move forward into your purpose?
1: Sure. Well, at at the time when it all kind of began, I wasn't really living for Jesus. And so that made a really big difference. And I think that caused even more of the anger, bitterness, you know, the self-doubt because I didn't have Jesus in my heart. Um, I, I knew of the Lord, I got raised in the church, but I didn't choose to follow him myself at that point yet. And so that made a really big difference for me and uh, how I reacted towards things. So forgiveness at the time just wasn't an option. It's like, you're doing this to me. I'm angry with you. I'm bitter with you. And I'm not going to move forward with the situation. But part of my testimony, and I can kind of walk through that a little bit, if that's okay, real quick. Uh, right. and, and I'll explain that in, in some of the portion. But uh, when I did give my life to Jesus uh, and I decided that it was time for me to surrender everything to to him is really when God took the anger. So for me, anger was always in my stomach. So when I really got riled up or frustrated, I would feel it in my stomach, almost like, um, somebody was stabbing me in the stomach. And okay. so I would want to punch something or, or hurt something. And it was really weird for me because I'm not a violent person. I'm not a mean person by any stretch, but when I got angry, I felt aggressive. And when I gave my life to Jesus and I got baptized uh, through immersion, my parents chose to baptize me as an infant. Um, I gave, I got filled with the Holy spirit, um, is when the Lord literally took the anger from me and replaced it with his Holy spirit. Mm. And so when I, the anger, where I felt the anger, then all of a sudden I felt the Holy spirit. Wow. And so that was just super important for me because no longer that anger affect me. And so once I got to be able to get past that, the Lord began to work in me. And because of that, I was then able to walk uh, the people that were really close to me uh, through the process of getting help and getting what they needed. And because of that, because God saved me, I was able to save them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's such a big part of my journey and my testimony, because I was able then to take this person to therapy. They went through through the 30 day program to get help. Uh, They ended up giving their lives to Jesus fully. And it just was such a trickle down effect. And so because of that, uh, when that happened to me, I was able then to forgive because I knew what the Lord had forgiven me from as well.
0: Yeah. That's so good, and it, and it's so key even in this discussion because a lot of times the places where we have been damaged, you know, a lot of times the things that we deal with, the things that we go through, it doesn't just affect us, right? It's not just for us. A lot of times it'll put us in a place where we can help someone else get through what they're going through because we can give you know the testimony that i once was there i was there you know and if god was able to deliver me if he was able to pull me through then he's also able to pull you through but you talk a little bit about you mentioned anger let's talk about the side effects like that comes along with with being damaged you know in in whatever aspect Is there anything else that was exemplified, maybe in your behavior, maybe in your character, you know, from you being damaged?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So at the time this, this was all happening, I had met Sam, my husband, and, um, I laugh and I joke around with this a lot about him now, but I have no idea how that man stayed with me because I had so many issues going on in me. Um, but that really affected our relationship because I was so insecure Um, I didn't have any confidence in myself. I, the anger would cause us to fight when we didn't even need to fight. Um, We ended up getting married and I, if he ever even went out with his friends or if, um, if I was home alone, I had so many insecurities, but I would think I was always thinking he was cheating on me. I was always thinking he was doing something wrong. I had like no trust at all through the process. And so that really affected our relationship in the first couple of years of our marriage. Um, and again, we were not living for, we both, we were not. So I say we're, you know, we're pastors now, but, uh, that was not in the beginning. And I, I praise God for that because if, if he would have told me he was going to be a pastor, I would have probably <laughs> went in the other direction. So that is good. he knows what he's doing. Um, but, um, needless to say, um, it just, we, we both needed to get ourselves together. And what that meant It was, 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 uh, re- 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 ah, re- ah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, giving ourselves to the Lord. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that was a really important uh, journey for us to be able to do that. But, but yeah, I mean, for, for the longest time, it just, it, and everything I did, it just caused uh hurt and pain to other people, which of course in, in tune, I had to, you know, ask for forgiveness on my end, because that's not who God intended me to be, who God, you know, created me to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even as you say that, um, and, and that's what kind of made me say in the beginning, sometimes we don't realize that the fact that we've been damaged cause us to act a certain way in a, a relationship, you know, and it could it could be the detriment to that relationship at times, depending upon how strong the relationship is, right? And so thank God that your husband um, stuck around, you know, (laughs) and he understood, you know, but uh, sometimes it can be the detriment of a relationship. And we, if we don't recognize it and realize that this is a symptom of what I've gone through and I need to get healing from this, Mm -hmm. you know, so that I can, you know, excel in in my relationships and and in my purpose, you know, And, and sometimes one of the things that I... I know for me um, with, with being damaged, one of the side effects could be, um, or one of, you know, the results of it could cause you to feel like you're inadequate, you know, mm-hmm. cause you to feel like you're unworthy
1: mm-hmm. or
0: it could bring upon feelings of rejection. And it's not that it's that person that you're with that's rejected you. Right. But it's because of who, what you've gone through. And so any little thing that looks like it points to the same thing, you kind of equated to that, you know, and now that person is guilty of something that they didn't even do because it's something you experienced in a previous relationship. And I had to realize, like, even with my husband, um, my father was not in my life um and you know i mean i would see him sometimes but he didn't live in the house now i was still a daddy's girl but he didn't live in the house with them. But I love my daddy. Like, I love to be around him. I love to go with him, you know, but he and my mom was never married. And so he wasn't present a whole lot. Of course, he would tell me he would come and pick me up sometimes and he would not come. You know, he just was not there. And one of the things that I noticed that in my marriage was that I always wanted my husband to be there, right? I always wanted him to be there. I can remember after even having um, one of my children and a lot of people probably don't know this, um, but I went through like the blues, like the pregnancy blues, like after you have a child um, where it's. Not depression, because I can't really say that I ever really struggled with that, but it was something that I dealt with right after my pregnancy, and I always wanted him there. Like, don't tell me that you're going somewhere. I don't care if you got to preach. I don't care where you got to go. I need you to be right here with me. Part of that, of course, was the blues that I was experiencing, but I think another part of that was me because my father had left and he was not there, you know, and so I wanted my husband, I wanted to make sure that he was going to be there all the time and so we have to recognize these red flags like we have to recognize these red flags as they show up you know in our meaningful relationships because we don't want to push the people away that were ordained by God to be there in our lives. And so that was one of the things, that's my testimony as it relates to that. I had to realize and recognize that because I still felt like that even after the blues. So I couldn't blame it on the blues, but I had to attribute it to what I had gone through in my childhood. And it was just a symptom. It was a side effect that was beginning to bleed out uh, in my marriage. Um, and so I had to I had to um, recognize that and admit it. And, and walk in my healing and receive my healing and it was nobody but God, nobody but God that, that brought me through that, you know, but then also let's talk about even um, one of the uh, side effects could be having walls up. You know, because of a relationship that you've gone through, you know, maybe you have those walls up and you won't let people in the way that they need to be in your life. Because again, even as I said, God has not created us to to be in silos, to live alone, right? He created people for a reason, right? So we have to deal with that and wonder why, why don't I want to be around females, Why, you know, and and people will say that I'm, I, I don't like being around females. I don't like being around this. I don't like why, what caused you to put that wall up? What did you go through in your life? Because sometimes we could be causing, we could be hindering a God ordained relationship because of something that we've gone through in our life, in our past, and we have not dealt with it and we've become guarded, right? And we don't let people in the way that we need to. And so what would you say to that? Did you have any walls up, would you say from that relationship or even in any other particular relationship, maybe a friendship or whatever it was that that caused you to not let people in because of what you experienced previously. And now we're penalizing somebody for something that they did not do but it's because we didn't receive the healing that we need from what we had gone through.
1: Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, I think that when we're hurt so deeply and wounded so badly, we, we will always, you know, put walls up. And I think it's I, I, the way I look at it kind of is like, you know, uh, um, alcoholism is not um, a stronghold. It, it's, it's, a, it's a part of it. But like, for example, like anger is a stronghold, right? So if you look at it in the perspective of like, like a tree, like if, if I went and cut down a branch in my tree and um, all of a sudden I went outside and I was shocked that the tree was still up, you know, that's kind of how I look at it when I think of how I put up walls, right? So you can't just cut the branch off of a tree. You have to cut the whole tree. You have to get to the root issue of it. And so when you think about, you know, someone who was damaged and someone who was hurting so bad for me personally, I would put tons of walls up because all I would do is cut the branches off. I never actually got to the deep rooted issue of, of what was going on inside of me. And so because of that, that hindered me in everything I did, um, it hindered me in jobs. It hindered me in my, like I said, in my marriage, it hindered me with friendships. I never thought I was good enough in anything I did. And so because of me not going to find out what the root cause of my issue was, which, ultimately I know now, um, it, it, it just, it made for such hardships in my life. And so, um, and again, it's one of those situations that you say, like, you know, some women say they can't be around, um, you know, certain women, I couldn't be alone. I hated being alone. I was scared of looking at myself in the mirror, being alone. So, uh, that was one thing that really hindered me. So I needed to always try to be around people because I was so scared of my own self.
0: Mm. That's, that's so good that you say that because I think a lot of women that are, that more than are willing to admit it are afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. Some women don't even know who they are outside Mm -hmm. of the people that they have around them. Don't really know what they like, you know, and they get in these relationships and we expect other people to know, but we don't even know because we haven't even taken the time to get to know ourselves because we, we're afraid to be alone, right? We're afraid to be alone. And, and that's real, you know, that's real. And that's something that, that needs to be dealt with. But first, before we can deal with it, we have to recognize it. Because have you ever met somebody where they have to have a lot of people around them all the time? And I'm not saying that every person that is like that deals with this, but some people have to have a lot of people around them because they are afraid of being alone or they move from one relationship to the next relationship without getting the healing that they need because they are afraid to be alone but we I just want to encourage somebody tonight like you need, sometimes God will have us in an isolated place so that we can get to know him, number one, for ourselves. And we can get to know ourselves for ourselves, what we like, what we don't like. You get a relationship and someone asks you what you, and you don't even know what to tell them because you don't even know yourself, but you're expecting them to know. How can they know if you don't even know? You know, so God will have us to get into, and we don't like those isolated places because we don't wanna be alone. And some of us, we don't like our own selves, you know but sometimes God will allow us to get into that place so that we can be healed completely and wholly from what we've gone through. No, it's not going to take another relationship for you to get over what you've gone through. You need to be healed absent of another relationship because then we begin to bleed on that next person. You know, because the saying is so true that hurt people hurt people. Sometimes we can be so hurt and we're inflicting that hurt upon somebody else because we haven't received the healing that we need. And so why is it important to move from this place? Like, what could we be missing out on? Why did you need to move from that place? Like, at what point in your life did you realize that you needed to move from that place?
1: Yeah, I I think it was for me in the moment that I did surrender myself to the Lord is really where I was like, I have, I can't, I can't be this person anymore. Um, I knew that like for the longest time, I didn't know what my identity was in. I, I, I didn't know I was trying to figure that out, and that really hinders and hurts somebody when you don't understand your identity, and when you understand your identities in Jesus Christ, you can then go from the next place, um, but I know that if I didn't take that next step to get out of the situation I was in, that I would have hindered all that God had for me, I would have missed out on so many things if I would have chose to stay stuck in my own feelings. And I think sometimes we do that to ourselves unintentionally, right? We say we have this things going on in ourselves, this anger, this bitterness, or this this attitude or this certain thing. And we just act like, well, oh, this is just who I am, but it's really not the truth. Like God did not create you in that. Once you moved into the next place in God, you are a new creation, right? So the old thing has to pass away and you have to become a new person. Now, is that a process? Absolutely. So for me, when I always tell people two things I say my life was Jesus and therapy. I think we don't like to talk about therapy very much, right? Because we don't want, we don't want people to, oh well, you you can't, you're a Christian. You should just have Jesus and everything will be fine. And I think that's kind of a lie from the pit in the sense of yes, of course, Jesus is everything, right? But sometimes we have to walk things out. Sometimes we have to understand why these things occurred. We have to understand what is in us that is so hurting and so deep rooted. So we can understand how to get it out of us. Yes. Does Jesus heal? Yes. Does Jesus restore? Yes. Does Jesus set free? Absolutely. But talking to someone doesn't make you any less a Christian, you know, and I think that's important to get you to the next place. Um, but it's also, I think a constant renewing of your mind. I think we have to constantly renew our minds. Um, and I think we, if, I don't know if we know this, but we have a pre-installed mindset set in our life. And and we just don't, um, there's like these things that happen our, with our families, moods of our families, we're inherited some mindset from our family. Um, some of the mindsets help us and our blessing and others are holding us back. And some of our thinking has been ingrained by our parents or parents. So we have to always constantly renew our mind as well. Yeah.
0: That's good. And, and, and that's so true, because if we don't and if we remain in that place, we can miss out on so many things. Sometimes we can be asking God for something. And the reason we haven't gotten it is not because of somebody else, but it's because of us. Sometimes we can be our biggest hindrance. Okay. sometimes we can be our biggest hindrance i'm talking about even on on divine connections you know and whatever it is that god is trying to cause to happen in our lives but because we have not received the healing that we need we can sometimes push the people away that god has sent to us right because we haven't renewed our mind we haven't received the healing that we need. I'm talking about a new mindset where we are thinking differently, where we are seeing things the way that God wants us to see them. But sometimes we've become so bogged down in our thinking and our mind has be some, become so clouded with what we've gone through to where we can't see a blessing that's standing right in front of our face. So right in front of our face, right? And if that person is not strong enough, I can think about, you know, mentor to mentor relationship, uh, husband and wife, friendship to friendship, whatever the case may be, a person that is sent to help you and to push you on your destiny because you haven't received, you know, the healing that you need, you're pushing that person away, you know? And we have to remember that even as the scripture says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yep. Kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to kill our dreams, to steal our identity, and to destroy our destiny mm. the enemy comes to kill still and destroy but god says that he's come that we might have life and that we might have that life more abundantly you know and so above all above anything that the enemy is trying to do god has come so that we might have life, right? And so we have to recognize the enemy and his tactics and his devices, you know, so that we can combat it and and we can see him coming a mile ahead so that we can function fully in our purpose because that's the, he doesn't want us to function in our purpose, right? It's just getting me back to, you know, one of the things that God has called me to do. I feel like it's one of my assignments, my purpose to help push women into their purpose, you know, but in order to do that, we have to recognize all these other things that have been come or that have been sent to distract us or to derail us from that, you know, and once we change our perspective as it relates to certain things, you know, I think it will help us uh, in the long run. I think it'll help us in the long run. And so I want you all to put in the comment section, not so, not so. I don't care what the enemy has come to do, I don't care what you have gone through, I don't care the damage that you have experienced, it shall not overtake you, it shall not be, uh, it shall not defeat you, right, it shall not be so. We're taking it back on tonight, right, we're taking back our identity, we're taking back our destiny, we're taking back our power on tonight because the enemy will seek to get us off track, right, and to cause us to lose focus so that we can't see the bigger picture because sometimes we can be so focused right on what the enemy is doing that we don't see what God is doing we don't see it You know, and so I know you talked a little bit about it. Is there anything else that you want to say to tell us how to move from that place? Because, um, and and I do believe that prayer, of course, is always the answer. But what are some practical measures? What are some practical steps that you had to take or practical tools that you had to take to move from that damaged place?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. You know, if I can just uh, go back to what you were saying about the enemy real quick, if you don't mind. Oh. Um, it's so interesting to me because when all this took place and I started, you know, but this is even before I gave my life, like fully to Jesus as well as that I started having panic attacks and anxiety, which I never knew what that was. And I'll tell you how tricky the enemy is and how he tries to play is that prior to this couple, we, I, I, have learned how to manage it. I've learned how to, you know, fight. We don't fight against flesh and blood, right? So you have to learn how to, how to fight warfare against certain things. And it's funny because prior to this couple of weeks in advance, I've had some of the worst anxiety I've had in years. And mm-hmm. I just knew like the enemy was attacking me hard, just to even come to do any of this that the Lord had for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that was just telling me that I'm not good all the stuff that that was told in my old self, you're not good enough. You have nothing good to say. No one's going to listen to you. No one's going to log on. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about what you have to say. All those things were coming up in me like so heavy. And it's so funny how the enemy, you know, how he runs his tactics. He's easy. It's like his game, you know, like how he says these things. And even then not wanting to share anything that you know, that the Lord had done for me to set me free. And I just thought that was interesting how you brought that up and how the enemy works and uh man, it's like, shut up, enemy, <laughs> right? Like, stay the shut pedal, up, devil. You know? So <laughs> stay down there. What yeah. I, I, I wanted to preface that because I just think it's so powerful that, you know, when we when we know how the enemy's tactics, when we understand how the enemy comes to try to kill us, we don't fight against it and it, it, we know how to fight then. And so for, for me, my weapons of war, right, become prayer, become uh, worship, become different things. And it's it changes your mind. It's a whole different mindset. And yeah. I, I I just find that to be, you know, really powerful, yeah. but anyway, um, I say all that to say, I just wanted to preface off that. Cause I just thought that was very interesting, but yeah, uh, you know, for, for me, you know, yes, of course, like you say, you know, like, I mean, I know this is so super practical when it comes to being a Christian and I, I'm, I'm always surprised that how many Christians don't pray as much as they could or should, right. We have, you know, having direct access to God and being able to talk to Him. Uh, obviously prayer is a huge deal. Uh, and I also think I'm also, I get kind of surprised sometimes how many Christians don't read their Bible. Mm-hmm. is that just, you know what yeah. i mean like that we don't like study scripture that we don't understand scripture because we can't fight unless we uh unless we understand those things but uh you know part of the ways and just being able to have self-talk i know i know that seems really basic but looking in the mirror and telling myself and and having to go over those things that and being okay and knowing who i am uh and having to self work myself up to the back to the confidence and where god had me so and not not saying like that old person i was that person but if I ever rise up in anger, ever rise up in certain things, like having to like, n- this is not who you are anymore. And yeah. so self-talk I think is super important. And, okay. and that's why I talked about renewing your mind and changing your mindset because it really matters what we think because um, our minds constantly wants to go to a, 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 different, a different path. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big supporter of self talk. I love <laughs> affirmations, right? I feel like God has really led me in that area um, to empower the women, um, and, and I'm I'm very big on talking to yourself because our words have power. I don't think we realize how much power our words have, right?
1: Everything. I mean,
0: and really, if you think about it, it has power in the negative aspect and in a positive aspect. But of course, we're we're um, saying to use it in a positive way but our work positive affirmations are so key. If you don't do it women, I need you to do it. And I'm gonna I'm put a plug right here for my workbook, I have a workbook. You have to go to my site, iambivj.com And I have a workbook that helps you to create those affirmations that has those positive affirmations in there. And we're going to be reintroducing the workbook. And I did a whole challenge on becoming her. Uh, we're going to reintroduce that um, very soon. The Lord has given me the release to do it again because it's needed, you know, but that's one of the things that I am so big on. What are you saying to yourself?
1: Mm. It matters.
0: And what are you not saying to yourself? Mm-hmm. Because it definitely matters. It matters so much. You're programming your mind, your spirit. What are you saying to yourself on a consistent basis?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your words, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. It's in the power of your tongue, your words, your tongue has a whole lot of power and we need to make sure that we are using it in the right way or in a way that is conducive to help build us up and not tear us down. Build and that is so important to build us up and not tear us down. And so I want to minister to someone on tonight Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it's just so key For us to recognize that it's not what's on us or it's not necessarily what we've gone through the fact that we've been damaged but it what matters the most is what's inside of us right i want you to remember what's inside of you what god has placed inside of you yes you've gone through some things yes Some of you may have gone through a divorce. Some of you may have gone through a lost friendship. You know, whatever the case may be, damaged in whatever way where you can't build relationships because you've suffered from depression, not depression, but rejection and even depression. Whatever the case may be, it's not what's on you. It's not what you've gone through, right? But what matters the most is what God has placed down on the inside of you. Because man would look at the outward but God looks at the inside. And I just want to remind some woman on tonight that you have the goods. You have what it takes. You have what's necessary for you to reach your next level, for you to thrive in your purpose. I don't care who left you, who's there, who's not there, but you have what it takes. And I'm reminded of a scripture that I I love it so much. It says, now unto him, who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly way above all you can ask or think but here's my part according to the power that worketh in us and so he's given us the power right god has placed the power down on the inside of us through the holy spirit yeah you know so he's given us the power we can have the exceedingly and abundantly you know but we have to recognize where we've been damaged receive our healing take the practical measures to walk that healing out so that we can function fully and wholly in our purpose and then i want to say this even to somebody because we're always saying what somebody did to us maybe you're the offender Mm
1: -hmm.
0: maybe you've damaged somebody (laughs) seriously In in years of ignorance, I've damaged some people, you know, and I've had to go to God and ask ask him to forgive me and even go to them. Don't be so, you know, prideful where you notice that maybe you're the one that caused damage to somebody that you can't go to that person to say that I'm sorry. It's not always somebody else's fault. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes we have to look on the inside of us you know, yeah, we've been damaged and maybe that caused us to hurt that person, but that doesn't make it right. You know, so we have to um, use introspection uh, and look within ourselves to see also, where have I fallen short? What have I done that may have caused uh, somebody um, to be out of line or to discourage somebody or whatever the case may be, we have to take responsibility. And so we're coming to the end I want you to just minister to somebody. Just give a few words of encouragement, nothing, you know, big. And I'm I'm so thankful that you're here. You have blessed and helped in such a major way. And even as you said that, you know, suffering through anxiety, even before this, because uh, maybe you felt like what you had to say, nobody, what you have to say is necessary. It's valuable. It's needed. And that's nothing but the enemy that will seek to keep that would seek to cause us to keep our mouths closed so that we won't say what we need to say so that we won't say somebody's next deliverance somebody's next healing is in our mouth it's in our mouth. It's in our testimony. So, even those of you that feel like what you're going through, you're shamed by it, or whatever the case may be, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, don't neglect to share your testimony. I don't care how minor you think it may be, or, you know, how nasty you think it may be, or the shame, whatever the case may be. God didn't come to condemn us, you know, but even in that, I want you to steal Whatever it is, it could help somebody else. What you have in your mouth could help somebody else. So don't be the cause of somebody not getting what they need because you you refuse to open your mouth because you allowed the enemy to win and you kept your mouth closed. Somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to hear what you're going through. I'm talking to the women that are listening, like somebody needs to hear what you've gone through because it can help the next person. You don't even know the magnitude of the help that you can give to someone else because of something that you've gone through. We all have a story. We all have a testimony. We've all gone through something. And so don't neglect to share that because somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. The enemy is trying to close your mouth for a reason because he knows that somebody needs to hear it, right? And he's trying to prevent someone from getting the breakthrough that they need. And so I say to you on tonight, don't close your mouth, but open your mouth and speak, right? Open your mouth and speak. Get the healing that you need to get so that you're not walking around damaged and damaging other people. And then you're not fully walking in your purpose and missing out on divine uh, relationships that God will cause to come into your life. And so go ahead. I give you the floor to. Yeah, uh, you're
1: good. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I and I appreciate that. Thank you for the encouragement and thank you for having me. It's it's truly uh, been an honor. But um I, you know to, to the ladies out there I just you know I think what is good to understand is that like God has called and equipped you for such a time as this. Like, it's super important to understand that you're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too anything to to do the things that God has called you to do. And I just want to encourage you in that. And, you know, I've always told this, that the person, you know, one of the people that I was talking about with, with part of my testimony is when you, when you have anger, when you have unforgiveness, when you have bitterness in you, it doesn't hurt anybody but you, nobody, 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 it doesn't matter to anybody else that you're angry or bitter or have unforgiveness. What matters is that it affects you and your health. And uh, as I studied uh, a lot um, in in general in, in in diseases, I don't know if, if anybody knew, knows this or not, but 80% of our sicknesses come from those things that are wow. deep-rooted causes of issues. So uh, anger, if you're angry, if you're bitter, it could cause different cancers. It can cause different things. And so when, when I say to, to allow yourself to heal, you're doing it for your whole self not just your mind, not just your soul, but for your body. And it's super important to know that, um, that we can cause illness and stuff in our, in our own selves. Yeah. Um, but um, I just want to encourage you guys in that and, and know that um, don't let those strongholds take root into your life. Because the moment it gets root, it it gets harder to take out. And so I just want to encourage you in that as well to to do everything you can. Therapy, I'm great with. You know, Jesus is obviously the answer to all of our problems. Do whatever you have to do to be able to allow those things to to get out of you so that you can do all that God has for you to do. I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And, And even as you, it just really, I'm looking at the picture now when you have a plant or a tree in the roots. Yeah. As they grow deeper and deeper, meaning you're allowing time to go on and on and on. And it just becomes more difficult for it to be uprooted, right? Yeah for you to receive your healing. So even if it's been that deep and it's been that long, God can still heal you. God can still uproot it. You know, that damaged place, he can heal you from that so that you can walk fully and wholly in your purpose. And you can embrace the relationships, right? That God has sent to cause to help to propel you uh, on your path and on your journey to uh, your purpose. And so thank you so much, um, Taylor, for joining us. I was about to say, lady, Ah, thank you so much, Taylor. I love you, you and your husband. Thank you for joining us. And ladies, I just want to end on a good note. I want you to, uh, and all of this has been good, but I just want to end, I want to start ending on positive affirmations. I want you to go ahead and drop in the comment section, whichever one's speaks uh, the most to you Um, but i'm gonna start off with i still have the goods that's the first one right i still have the goods i will not operate from a damaged place everything i have experienced is working for me and not against me everything that you've experienced in your life god is causing it to work together for your good it's molding you, it's shaping you. So don't forfeit the process, not any part of the process. You need it all, you know, to help you fully become all that you need to become. And so don't forfeit it. Everything I have experienced is working for me and not against me. I will intentionally walk as my whole healed self. It takes intentionality, you have to make intentional steps, right? intentional steps intentional decisions to walk in your healing it's not just going to happen overnight it's not just going to happen and you're not putting the works behind the faith because faith without works is dead and so you have to do something you have to take practical measures right and we've given that on tonight therapy is great Therapy, Jesus in therapy is great, right? (laughs) Yes, I love it. I am definitely a supporter of therapy. It's necessary. We, We can't discount that, you know? And it doesn't say that, you know, our God can't, God uses those people to help us get the healing that we need, right? And so I want you all to just begin to take that back with you, and even as you're typing that in the comment section, don't allow it just to be something that you're saying now, but I want you to really take it to heart. I'm all about impact. I, I don't care how many people are on here. What I care about is how many lives have been impacted, who's becoming better because of what we're sharing on tonight. Amen. And so I don't want it to be just be to be a moment. I want you to be able to take this with you, right? And so thank you all so, so much. I pray that you all were blessed. If you all want to stay on, we'll allow questions. But for the sake of the recording of the podcast, I'm gonna end it with my uh, outro and then we can uh, take questions if you all have any. And so thank you all so much for joining us on tonight. Next, not next week, but the week after next on the uh, following Friday, we're gonna deal with friendships. I have a really special guest that specializes in those women relationships. And so we are going to deal with it. We're going to deal with friendships, how past friendships or relationships have prevented you from becoming the friend that you need to be or accepting a genuine friend in your life because of the walls that you've built up. And so we've talked about that and we're going to deal with that more specifically in two Fridays from now dealing with friendships yes yes all right so thank you all so much for joining us thank you Taylor for being our special guest I love each and every one of you thank you for joining the all that I am podcast and to stay up to date with our latest happenings I want you to go ahead and go to I am Viv J my website and I want you to subscribe and if you have not joined our Facebook community I want you to join that because that's where we put like the latest happenings within that community and also on our website. So go ahead and do that. Do me a favor and also give us a review on the various outlets that we're streaming our podcast. Go ahead and tell us how much it's impacted you. Write to us. Let us know how much it's been a blessing to you. I thank you so much in advance and I want to say this too before we end. We have a vision board slumber swore away. basically a party some you know fancy to say a party coming December it's virtual the details are coming the details will be coming but it it will be in December I had it I usually have my vision board party every single year it's an annual thing but we kind of put a twist on it during the pandemic and we like the twist so we're gonna keep it and we're coming back in December and we have uh, an amazing guest that's uh, going to join us and so I just want you all to be aware of what's happening. More details to drop into the community uh, soon to come, soon to come. But until next time, remember, my classies, you have the goods. You have what it takes. You may have been damaged, but you are still destined for greatness, Damage but destined. And so I'll see you on the second Friday of uh, November for our next podcast. See you next time.